my choice to not drink is in no way a hindrance to other people. And it was one of those moments where it was just the show with Gutten was just hitting me. Welcome to the Rahal Podcast. We want to acknowledge and respect anyone whose story has been overshadowed or unheard. We hope to give them a space and a platform to share their journey, and may they always be met with compassion. everyone. I'm your co-host, Thirshling Gaur, back with another episode with Meher Gaur. For this episode, we'll be discussing our wholesome university experiences and friendships. We've collated a list of ways that we can help you maintain the balance while studying and making friends by providing some alternatives to the typical quote-unquote student life. We hope that you can take from these experiences and find them useful as you join in on this discussion. Gurfate Meher, would you like to introduce yourself? Gurfate everyone! Um, as Dushleen mentioned, my name is Meher and I'll be joining in on this episode of the Rahab Podcast, which I'm really excited about. Um, I am a rising second year at the University of Chicago, and I'm double majoring in the biological sciences and economics. Um, outside of that, I really like to draw and bike and hang out with my golden doodle, who you might hear several times throughout this podcast. Um, we'll be talking about uh, more so the sicky side of my of my college life and my um, and my personal life. So I won't get too into that now, but it's it's a pleasure. Okay, I'm really glad to have you on. Maher and I have been friends for as long as I've been working at Sixteens, um, and we've just bonded really well. And Maher is one of those people that I've had such a privilege of just working with, being around, being her friend. Um, to know her and to be her friend has been so much fun for me, um, and just just so so comforting. Such a wonderful energy, and so I'm really glad that Maher's on. Um, we're going to talk about our experiences at college, um, things that, as I mentioned in the introduction, things that don't necessarily reflect the quote-unquote typical life, but but we're also going to be diving deep into um, our friendships and just how that looks as well. So Mara's told me that she's starting or restarting the SSA at UChicago, and I, I really wanted to start off with that because I think those are really important, you know, SSAs are six student associations is I believe what they're called in the States. And then I believe in the UK, they're called six societies. And, and they're basically these organizations run by your university so that you can meet um, different like-minded people, maybe do a vichar together, bond and connect um, and grow as six. So um, Mary, tell me about tell me about the UChicago SSA, what's going on? So UChicago has had a very uh, notoriously low population of six. I personally uh, know three. I got to know the third uh, two days ago, actually. So um, in terms of an actual community of six at UChicago, it's quite small. Um, because of that, the SSA was actually frozen a couple years back due to a lack of participation and commitment in the club. Um, and so I'm currently working with um, the sick community in the area to try and see if I can, you know, start to restart it and maybe organize a couple events next year to gain some traction back in the UChicago community. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay, so I personally go to school in Atlanta, and my SSA is called the Atlanta SSA. It's not for a particular university. We've got um, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Emory, and then SCAD, which is the Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, and so our SSA is a combination of those four because individually in each university, there's um, a lack of, you know, sick population is not as much, but together we've got about like 20 something people. So that's nice. Um, and actually the ATL SSA is quite young. It started in 2019, the fall semester before the pandemic. And, um, I'm really glad that it started. One of, um, my great, like friends, Virgilia mentor, um, Gurjoth Sethi, he started it and his sister, wait, Meher, I think you know his sister. Um, she's Harleen Gar, immersed by in you or immersed? No, immersed in you. Yes, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's amazing. Yeah, so I think he went to Georgia Tech, um, and so he helped, you know, really get the SSA going and together. And we've done a lot of really cool things in like the year, year and a half that I've been there. That's amazing. What what all what all have you been able to organize in in just a year now? So, um, you know, before the pandemic. They did keep the nights in person, movie nights in person. Um, then they did brunches. We would go and get brunch. Well, I wasn't there actually, but um, when I, this was before I joined um, college. So, you know, they would go and do brunch. And so with the pandemic, I joined actually May after I graduated high school. So that was 2020. So I was like in the midst of quarantine and lockdown. And so with that, um, the entire, like all of last summer, we did, um, Harvard had like this kind of write-up about Sikhi and Sikh theology and an introduction into Sikhism. So we went through that entire course as an SSA every Thursday evening. We would have like dinner or chat together on Zoom and go through that. We led different Black Lives Matter discussions last summer. Um, we've done the we've done different Kassan um, fundraising and stuff, and online we did like a Kirtan Devan as well. But hopefully, when we were, were planning for this fall, when when everyone's a little bit more vaccinated and it's a bit safer for us to get back into doing things in person, so picnics, brunches, um, Vichar nights, Kirtan nights in person as well. Mm, that's incredible. Mm, yeah, um, it definitely gives me lots of ideas of. Uh, things I potentially could do with, with my club um, next year. So, you know, since Meher, you're starting yours from scratch and um, I've kind of just seen the beginning stages of the ATL SSA go through, how and who are you contacting to get this um, SSA going? Like, what's the process look like? So I have had a lot of hoops that I needed to jump through and I attribute that because um, this is a club that I'm revi reviving instead of a club that I'm just starting up. Um, by itself. So in order to um, actually revive it, I have to prove that there is a continued commitment into the club. Um, and to do that, I've been working with the spiritual coordinator at UChicago, as well as um, the dean of students, and then, you know, looking to already established spiritual clubs um, for advice as to how to, you know, go around or circumvent some of the larger um, funding issues that might come up um, later on when it comes to um, actually building a club from the ground up, uh, because that is something that actually needs to be done, um, especially with the way that uh, it was kind of left in the past. As of right now, I'm just trying to find 
a small cohort of six already present at UChicago, and um, every time I do, they're able to, you know, link me to one or two more. Um, and there'll always be six who, even though they do identify as six, don't particularly feel inclined to attend a group or affinity group such as this. So it definitely has has its has its hurdles, but it's always um, each little win, at least in my eyes when building something like this is 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 pretty huge um and actually getting the chance to be a part of a sick community that's in person where i am learning is is something that i i value a lot and so every time i'm able to find that one more person who'd be willing to you know participate in smaller things with me is is always a something to celebrate of course that's so true i remember um before you know i started working um at sick teens just like joining the discourses that we had last spring and summer they were so therapeutic in the midst of the pandemic just getting on a zoom call with people and doing which out about a certain topic was so interesting to me and so i imagine that just the magnitude of that in person being in an area where you're like doing schooling and building your own community is so it's just it would be so peaceful and i feel like that's where on um, the the balancing act kind of plays out where it's like you know do your worldly things do your work your job your education whatever you have to get but then also it's it's a nice way to be able to pull to your sikhi and not lose it because growing up our entire life we went to like Punjabi school gurdwara on sunday friday night something like that um but then when you get into school you get busy and you have like maybe you have an on-campus job and you have like a summer internship or something like that having um a safe ground of people that can like check in on you, check up on you, how you're doing mentally, spiritually, and that's what the main focus is, has been, I think it's been really nice. No, I, I completely agree. And it's something that I'm definitely striving for because every, though I've, I've had opportunities like that these past, these past couple of years, um, especially with the pandemic, they've all been on, they've all been online and they've all been with people that I'll see, you know, once or twice a year tops outside of that. Um, unless I make, you know, especially with you, unless I make like a super, you know, major effort to try and get to know someone or um, like there's Shalene and I, we've never, uh, we've never actually met in person, you know, not yet. Um, so our entire relationship has been virtual and I love that and I really, really appreciate it. But there's something so special about actually getting to, to do some of these things in person and actually be able to be in the same room when, when we're doing something like reach out or discussions or, you know, bot, I'm wishing for, for something like that at, at my own university. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, I'm counting down the days till I, till I get to see you um, in person, for sure. But um, you're completely right. The vibration is totally different. Um, there is something powerful about being in your own solitude and doing your bot and kirtan. But I noticed that, at least with myself, when I'm down and I'm just kind of really overwhelmed by the different struggles of, of life, of my own emotions, going to my mom and having her explain a Shabbat to me or um, talking to my dad about Sikh history changes something quite, quite, quite significantly. And when, you know, this past Sunday, I went to Gurdwara and it was magical. Like it was, Meher, I haven't had time to like call you about this, but it was actually magical. I... I walked in, it was Bhagadar Vidashi's um, Janandan, so Paisa was singing Shabbat's by Bhagadar Vidashi, and so, so magical and mystical and beautiful, and 
I sit down and I think I cried like two times. And, um, and it was one of those moments where it was, it was just the Shabbat Girtan was just hitting me. Um, each Shabbat, one after the other. And I couldn't, you know, like how sometimes we'll sit in Gurdwara and Girtan's going on. And just like our eyes will be open and we'll be distracted looking around. I couldn't like open my eyes. There was some sort of like magnetic force or hold over me. And I genuinely couldn't couldn't move my eyes and then Baisab started doing Simran and Vaigru with a really beautiful tune just Vaigru, Vaigru, Vaigru and with that um, I cried again <laughs> and so I don't know what it was um, but but just everyone chanting and like the energy and the tabla and the tanpura and the harmonium just playing I was like what is happening to me right now um, but yeah that kind of energy is um is mystical and when it hits you you don't know that it's about to hit be, hit you but it really does change a lot and for me sunday was like a lot of answers to a lot of things i've been dealing with recently i love that i'm so happy for you that that was an experience that you got to have i haven't been back to the gurdwara in so long i think i've been once since the pandemic and that's um and that's it and it's just um you know, growing up, it would always be such a chore to have to get up in the morning and, like, get out of bed at, like, 8 in the morning and have to get to the Gurdwara by 9.30 so I can make the full program and, like, stay for, um, and then have to do seva and whatever. And because, I mean, though I loved it once I got there and I got to see, you know, my sick friends, people my age, it just, it was... I, I find myself wishing for it now and missing it and, you know, um, you know, just all of me is, you know, vying for that experience again. So uh, I can definitely, definitely relate and very, very happy and a bit envious of, <laughs> of, your, of, of your experience. So. Neelam just told us that, um, and, and this we learned from Mandu, our personal Granthi, that the the feeling of, of mystique and and when just connecting with Vaigru and Nam Simran when it's mystical, it's the feeling of Bedag. So just the, just that feeling, um, which I think has been super cool. And you know what's been really interesting is that like I sometimes get that from my friends that aren't sick, and we'll be doing really things that don't necessarily like follow under the term or the category of quote-unquote sikhi but are incredibly spiritually awakening um and we do vichad in english about like different things like it's just us sitting down and talking about different topics and i know that you have a really beautiful wholesome friend group at school um and we've often chatted about you know the real the, the beautiful experiences and the, and the things you've done with them so i really i think you should tell our listeners that. Yes. I love my friend group at UChicago. There, I got to meet a few of them before I came, or one of them before I came, and I made very, very fast friends um, with the rest of them. And um, all of our values will differ at times, but one thing that we we have and that I love is that we've always respected each other's, and um, that's something that, I've personally really, really um, appreciated. So, I mean, I guess like every conversation I'll have that's secure related will always come to this, but like um, 
I keep my hair as a Sikh, and you know the Eurocentric centric beauty standard is is to not, um, and the Indian beauty standard is to not. Um, so uh, I've always been a little bit um, hesitant to tell people um, because it is something that's quite easy to. I don't mean fake, but de definitely to cover. And so it can definitely come across, especially in Chicago, which is a cult of climate, to, to kind of pretend isn't there. You know, I work out with, with one of them, uh, with one of my close friends here at UChicago. And the first time I told her, she was like, why is this ever going to be an issue? And, you know, just having that acceptance, like straight off the bat with no questions asked, not even, not even a, just questioning why I would even have that issue, um, instead of um, saying, oh, that's fine with me, is, is something that really struck me when I, when I first met that friend group. But that's besides the point. I feel like that, that, is, that is more so why this friend group works really well for me and less what I've kind of done. As Dershleen has mentioned, I've had um, quite amazing discussions and conversations um, with them about uh, not secure-related things, but also secure-related things. And they're people that I have gotten to know quite well over the course of, of my time at UChicago. And um, in our spring quarter, um, I organized my first quote-unquote SSA event. SSA is not quite alive at my school, but I was still able to plug it in places so people were able to, uh, you know, get the name in their heads to maybe start to think about UChicago actually having an SSA. Um, but I collaborated with uh, Michigan's SSA and a few other SSAs um, to kind of get people, uh, I guess my quote-unquote SSA and our, our Gurdwara, um, was, were the ones who organized the event, but we, you know, got people from other SSAs to, you know, come and participate, um, in a sick roundtable event in April. Um, so we got a few panelists and I had no hesitation whatsoever to invite every single one of my Gore friends, every single oh one of my, gosh. uh, non, like non-sick friends, because they were people that I, like, I never had to hide my religion or be quieter about it or you know say like oh i went to the gurdwara this past weekend which i mean i didn't really do this past this past weekend but um or during the pandemic but like if i had i, I would just um never have a problem like telling them about you know experiences that there's something you just shared about like you know being at peace or being um feeling that you know feeling that way after so long you know so uh, i feel very very accepted um, yeah, one thousand percent. That makes me so 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 happy for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, like it was just like every time I had gotten like even a hint of acceptance before, um, it was it was like oh that's fine with me or like oh that's okay like it, okay you know, um, but like this was the first time I've ever been you know just fully accepted. Oh, like that's so cool or like oh. Um, that's totally fine, or that's okay, or, um, not like, I guess, like, I just said the same, the same expressions, but, you know, the intonation is, makes a world of a difference. Um, you know, getting, I can, I can understand from, you know, the, the Eurocentric point of view, getting seen, or, you know, can, like, associating yourself with someone who does not fit that standard, um, and associating, associating, associating yourself often with them um, can always be someone that something that someone might have a concern about 
but um, to just now find myself in a community that really just could not care less about any aspect of my of my physical appearance, about my spiritual appearance, uh, um, and more so like wants to learn more about it. That's something that um, I think is really beautiful, and I'm very grateful to have. Yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned how sometimes your certain aspects of like your thought processes might different differ from your friends might be a little different um and you know i have that too like i have um friends who drink alcohol um and i don't drink alcohol and by no means am i like telling our listeners oh go drink or go don't drink all i'm saying is that i have friends who do and i have friends who don't and my friends who do have never um they know my limits and they know my boundary and i've said i don't want to ever drink alcohol and they have respected that um i've been around them when there is alcohol present um and no one has they haven't asked me no one's ever pushed me no one's ever um you know made me feel like not cool because it's a huge thing in college um uh sometimes it's there sometimes you know it's maybe like the allure of movies but I honestly f- feel very proud when the words come out of me, like com- when the words come out of my mouth that, oh, I don't drink alcohol. I don't know why. I feel proud. I feel confident. I, I, confident is the correct word. I feel quite confident saying that. And my mom and I were talking about this, you know, she just went on a work trip to Florida and she was with her friends and, you know, they were d- drinking their cocktails or whatever. And she was like, oh, I don't drink alcohol. She was like, I drink my nimble bonnie. And, and that's good and that's literally lemonade so that's, that's her cup of tea right. and i'm like that's amazing um to be able to say no to that and i think that comes from i guess your own environment um and your in your own comfort level but i guess what i want to tell the listeners is that it is very very real and possible for you to have your boundaries and for you to hold your boundaries to a level and other people will and can respect them and if they do not respect your boundaries then they're not the right people for you. I agree. Fully. Absolutely. Um, I also do not drink alcohol. Um, I also have friends who do drink alcohol and same experience. Um, you know, they're people who've never forced me. Um, there are people who've actually stuck up for me when I was in a, you know, situation that I'm not super comfortable being, as in like being in like a like a, a place where alcohol is present and people who are not my friends are the people, you know, serving or whatnot. Um, you know, there are people who have actually stuck up for me or like, oh, why aren't you, you go to get a drink? They're like, and she doesn't. So like, why are you trying to, you know, force it on? But at the same time, they're the people that will, you know, respect me and know that I'm perfectly capable of saying that. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, they they definitely respect each other's you know, values and boundaries and, and whatnot. And it's, and I've never ever felt um, unsafe uh, with them, and you know, with my choice as well. I think something my my parents have always said. My parents also do not drink. Is that there's a certain strength in saying no, and I've always found that uh, interesting. But I never fully understood it until this past year, and where I was put in in situations like this a lot more often than I and normally was. You know, the college environment is quite different, so. Um, but there are always, always ways um, if it is your choice um, to not drink alcohol and if, if 
you do stick by um, that choice, there are always ways to circumvent that um, no matter what situation you're in. Um, and if you're not the kind of person who's okay saying no just yet, a trick I always used was to pour um, like things they use as like mixers or whatnot, as in like the lemonade or sparkling water that they use to add onto uh, a drink um, and just hold a solo cup or whatever cup with just that liquid of um, so sparkling water or lemonade and you know they don't usually don't they don't bother you um something that i personally struggled with was like okay i don't drink alcohol but you know if people knew that they wouldn't invite me to social networking events um where alcohol might be present or like they might think it's weird to invite me to um a bar for um a networking event or an event with like professors or um out with dinner with um like I work in a clinic um but they were like oh are you sure we can invite you out to dinner if you don't drink with a place that that has drinks um and there are always ways to like either get virgin drinks or to get mocktails which are you know super fun uh and just don't or or, you know cater to their your need like every every place like this will have options for you um and they're not options that are, you know, hard to ask for. It's like being lactose intolerant, <laughs> you know? There's always a, like, oh or God, um, I love, vegetarian. I love you. <laughs> lactose intolerant. <laughs> There's, like, restaurants and, you know, places you know, that are... Like, they're... They, they always... They're all... There are... It's not even that they have to accommodate. Like, there are just fully options. Yeah, there is... Uh, right. Because like, alcoholism is such a huge deal. They're not going to... Ha- you know, they're not exactly. going to, like, have a f- bar full, filled with alcohol and, and, like, not have a way to accommodate for, like, people who are maybe recovering alcoholics. Granted, recovering alcoholics aren't going to be in a bar. Like, there's... You're 1,000% right. There are definitely ways to go about it. And I think... But I, right. I'm really glad to hear about your experience that, that, you know, your clinic co-workers were willing to be like, just ask you something so simple and sweet. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to say that I'm using these words not because I feel like I'm someone that has to be, like, accepted or accommodated for. Like, I yeah. feel like my choice to not drink is in no way a hindrance to other people. Like, I've never felt like it. it should be, but... Um, I guess in in certain situations, it does have to be something that um, needs uh, just a special ask in some cases. Um, And that's that's never something that you should be timid about or afraid of. Um, And you definitely, if if a certain event is something you want to go to, that shouldn't be a reason why you choose to not. Um, But... But that's also a confidence thing, and I get how that can be a little bit um, scary at times. Yeah, for sure. You're completely right. And I think, um, you know, we've talked about how um, we found really good people, but it's been, for me personally, it's been a journey to find good people. Um, it's It didn't happen overnight. I didn't always have good people around me. Um, but I think it's it's incredibly possible for you to find those good energies that mix with you, mix with your environment. And we're in no way saying live your life this way. We're just giving advice or letting people know that if these are things that resonate with you, where you don't drink or you choose to keep your case or you want to start an SSA in your school and you want to have some Sikhi-centric experiences in life, there's no reason that you can't have them. You surely can. And you can find people who help you with that. 
Um, because there's no shortage of people on this earth. There's about 7.8 billion. We've got a lot of people. Um, you can find your people that will give you that kind of energy. And, you know, if you ever, let's say you want to go to, like, a networking event or a dinner or out to, like, a social gathering where you feel like, oh, they might serve alcohol, you might feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like if you take a mutual friend, maybe tell people you know, you know, where you're going in case you need someone to come pick you up um and have mm-hmm. kind of like make those um no uh and you know to have those systems in place should be there you know regardless of your of your choice but but yeah no that's that's um really good advice and something that i um try and keep in mind as well um just to end off on like one of our last points if you do join SSAs um, and six societies in the UK, there's um, Taraki has many Punjabi just student workshops. The Jakarta movement has different branches throughout the states. Um, maybe your SSA has one near them that you guys can join and join their Punjabi workshops, Sikh workshops. Um, Sikh teens, we always have events going on, conversations and content. Um, for you guys as well but hopefully you being able to join SSAs, six societies, the workshops that are kind of um, within your environment can give you a really good um, hold on the balance between your mental health as a student and having these hobbies and activities so that you can meet different friends and learn different things from them. Mayor, do you have any closing points on that? Um, no, but I... I don't think any new points to add, but, um, you know, as a college student who's had some of these experiences, who doesn't have a super strong community, um, if there's any advice that um, you think I could potentially give you, I'm always happy to give it. Um, so, uh, but I think in terms of, of if you have the ability to join a sick community near you, please do um as someone who doesn't it's something that i wish i could have um and hope to have in the future um but you know enjoy enjoy what you have while you while while you have it because that kind of community is something that's just so valuable um but uh, thank you so much thanks so much for having me um an absolute pleasure This has been such an insightful conversation. We hope that everyone tuning in was able to benefit from something as we talked about it. Don't forget to check out the Archived Past episode where we briefly went over the basics of six societies and SSAs. Thank you for podcasting with us, Meher. We would really appreciate it if you guys could follow us on Instagram at Rahal Podcast and at Sick Teens. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I'm so glad you guys got a chance to hear me and Meher together. Marikuchi ka kasa, Marikuchi ki fatih.